what's up? Um, quick question. When I ask you to name the best college or university, what is the first school that comes to mind? I think, like, consciously, I don't agree with this, but unconsciously, probably Harvard. When I ask you to name the best college or university, what is the first school that comes to mind? Um, I would say Stanford, because I feel like it's really hard to get into. Um, I would say Harvard, because it seems very competitive and everyone wants to go there. Probably Princeton. Harvard. 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 Our society often promotes the perfect fit. We look for perfection in schools, objects, careers, and ourselves. And when we think of good schools, we may think of the lowest acceptance rate, the graduation percentage, or the most successful alumni. And of course, for many students, when best schools come to mind, so does the Ivy League. From what I have seen, Hollywood and the media portray the Ivies as the goal or the pathway to a successful future. For example, in the movie Legally Blonde, the main character, Elle Woods, is obsessed with getting into Harvard Law School. In the series Gossip Girl, the Upper East Side teenagers have their minds set on Ivy League schools and anything lower than that is not good enough for them. And in my short fiction source, the Netflix original series called The Politician, the protagonist, Peyton Hobart, has been longing to attend Harvard University throughout his whole education career. Peyton was convinced that if he attended Harvard, he would for sure become president. Unfortunately, he was waitlisted. A lifetime of focus and planning, carefully studying applications I obtained on the black market in order to pinpoint the exact combination of extracurriculars and test scores that would optimize my chances at acceptance. Three years on that stupid literary magazine, Model UN, and service-oriented summer camp in Costa Rica, flippin' Mandarin! They haven't said no. This is worse. This is worse than no. This is, this is, let's wait and see if we find anybody better. This is, even if we do take you, you are our second choice. Why didn't, why didn't they want me? Peyton involved himself in Model UN, service-oriented summer camps, and learning Mandarin, not because he was interested, but because he knew, or so thought he knew, that it was the precise recipe that would get him into Harvard. The higher education system has become brand-obsessed. Students and families all over the world are fully convinced that if we don't get into the most elite colleges, we won't have as successful futures and therefore we won't make as much money, which evidently is something we all want to do. As a Belmont High School senior who went through this college process, I have observed that we all believe that the moments in March, April, May, or whenever we find out where we're going to college, or even if we are attending college, This moment sets the whole trajectory for our lives. This is so untrue and it's the source of so much unnecessary anxiety that students face. For a lot of people, college represents the chance for upward social mobility. But over the years, it has become more of an obstacle towards social mobility, not only because of the expectations set for students, but because of one's socioeconomic background as well as their ethnicity. To go into more detail on this, I will be interviewing Lindsay, who I had the pleasure of working with on my own college application. I've been coaching for nine or 10 years. The first few years I coached sort of informally, and then I would say I sort of incorporated as a business an LLC like six years ago. The early students came to me who were financially needy. Over the years, the most significant difference I've seen is just how intent families are at hiring private counselors. 
to gain acceptance to the Ivy Plus League of Colleges and Universities. So I see far fewer families who are interested in getting help navigating the system. I really push students and families to take a balanced approach and to focus on fit for Mm -hmm. them and their values and not focus on brand. I think the process has been artificial for some time, right? When I was in high school, it was like, well, you need to take these classes to Mm -hmm. get into college and you need to do these activities. It's Mm -hmm. just become much, much more competitive. The applicant pool has actually shifted dramatically. It's a global applicant pool and it's a much more democratic applicant pool. Colleges really wanna know what you're genuinely passionate about. Students are able to game the system more now than ever because they have access to all of the ways that other students are gaming the system via social media. How do you tailor your approach to meet the specific students you're working with based on their background? Gaps I often need to fill is just literally like explaining how higher education, how much it costs and how you might pay for it and like what the options are. You can come from a great high school, you can have very wealthy parents and there can just not be a lot going on inside of you. And there can be a student who came from a really challenging family or socioeconomic background and they have so much inside of them. Mm-hmm. that it's, it's actually easier to coach them. I help and I see students come from very different socioeconomic backgrounds achieve better results than the students whose families paid for a very expensive private fancy prep school and, it, and they were a B student and they didn't do a lot and it did not open the doors that they assumed. And a lot of students at my school, I've heard say like, oh, I, I need to attend a school that has an acceptance rate that's lower than 10%. Anything higher than that, I'm not going to make money. There's so much abundant data that that's not true. Yeah. Like Jack Welch is a billionaire and a famous CEO of GE. He went to Salem State. It is not the name brand at all. There are some fields in which it certainly is helpful. Investment banking, medicine, certain you know law schools. But honestly, the student has to do well and be passionate about those subjects. You know, is it really the school that you came from or was it that you were passionate and driven by those fields? What's a good school? It's some hazy barometer of like chic, elitism, coolness, and like what other people think of the school. I mean, I understand that by teenagers because teenagers like watch Gilmore Girls and she has a brown pennant. So then everyone's obsessed with brown and they see these like, you know, celebrity cameos Um, They hear of celebrities like Emma Watson and others attending Brown or Yale or, you know, these influencers going to UCLA or whatever, and they want to be like them. And they just, they just put all of their worth into attending these schools. And I just wonder, like, when's it going to end? Like, what, what can curb this, like, kind of obsession with elite schools? What are your thoughts on cheating your way into an elite school just for the brand? I feel sad for the students None of these students did it on their own. None of them went out on their own and hired unethical, unscrupulous, you know, capitalist kind of consultants to do this. I think what I wish most of all for students is they just keep more of an open mind and really talk to students at a range of schools about their experiences. Based on this interview, it is clear that the media has shaped and created this idea of a great school. Maintaining the highest possible GPA, taking as many AP and honors classes as possible, 
and joining a variety of extracurriculars is expected of students to even be considered a competitive applicant. And it's clear that this formula is even harder to achieve if a student may be coming from a poor socioeconomic background.